this is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Better Than Yesterday. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On today's show, I am joined by CrossFit athlete Callista Lang. As I am doing this intro, she just finished competing at the online quarterfinals where she definitely earned a spot into the semifinals. But when we did the actual interview, it was back right after the Open where she finished 99th in the world. If you have competed in the CrossFit Open, you know 99th in the world is absolutely insane. So I hope you guys enjoy this one with Callista and we'll shoot it over there now. So what did you uh, do at the gym today? Um, so I'm actually in like a deload slash transition week, just leading into quarters. So I had some strength in the morning, clean and jerks, front squats. Um, and then I just got back from my PM session. It was basically pretty much like a quarterfinal simulation wad. So it was like a AMRAP into a heavy lift. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. Yeah. Do you, do you train twice a day all the time? Yes, pretty much. Um, unless it's a deload, I can like pretty much do one session and deload. But sometimes like I'm on spring break this week, so not trying to like be in the gym for longer than I have to. So if I can get a quick like strength session in and then go back later, um, I'll prefer to do that. Okay. So it's like it's a little bit easier to break them up throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm an athlete, too, where I like really need to focus on getting stronger um, strength is huge for me. So if I can split my session up and dedicate one session to strength, um, and then come back later in Metcon, that is like a lot more beneficial for me. Have you ever thought about doing any Olympic lifting, like just strictly competing in that or, you know, focusing more on that? I know some people kind of usually take a step away, might do weightlifting for a year or so, really get strong and then go back into it. Is that something that you've thought about or done? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I know, so my friend Carly, she did that. She was in CrossFit for a while and then she went strictly to Olympic weightlifting. Uh, and then she recently just got back into CrossFit. I've never really like thought about it only because like, I just love CrossFit so much. So I feel like I wouldn't be able to not do like a lot every day. And I know that Olympic lifting is very um like strength based and everything like that. And you don't really want as much. So I definitely would like miss CrossFit too much. But I've had people like reach out to me and be like, will you come with for us? And I'm like, sorry, I can't. Yeah, that's like the USA weightlifting. I feel like they try to pick as many people off like the CrossFit scene and people who did gymnastics, um, sports that really transfer over well. They're like, hey, do you want to try weightlifting? So I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, it's, I think it is great. Like a lot of people, I think strength is a huge weakness when they get into Mm -hmm. CrossFit and when you have time to focus like weightlifting is a sport where it might take three or four years to really dial in your strength and yeah you can't do a ton of Metcons if any Mm -hmm. I I know like if you say like you can't wad you know that often it's like no you don't you don't do wads ever (laughs) it's no conditioning yeah and also too like the whole getting up on a platform, having only three lifts. That's like very intimidating to me. 
And I'm the type of athlete where I actually lift better and I'll hit a heavier lift if I'm like sweaty. So if I have like um, a Metcon leading into a max lift, I'll nine out of 10 times go heavier on that type of lift. Whereas like if I'm just doing strength work, um, so I feel like I would literally need to be in the back warming up, like doing burpees just to get ready to go out on the platform. And I'm just not like a huge type of like pressure I don't like being in like pressure situations when it comes to lifting so I feel like getting up on the platform would really stress me out I just don't think it's really like my my thing but I really loved like when Carly was into it I loved going to her meets and like watching I think it's awesome um but I'm much more of like a spectator when it comes to Olympic weightlifting yeah it's a cool sport um especially if you know what's going on it's very hard to follow if you don't have any idea if you've never seen a meet before it's very confusing to explain it but if you if you do know what you're watching I think it's pretty cool yeah and it's awesome too how I didn't realize this until I kind of was like behind the scenes with Carly but just all of like the kind of strategy that goes into like picking your weights running down the clock like it's a lot there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than I even like ever knew so I thought that was really interesting too yeah for sure the Mm -hmm. the clock game is is definitely interesting yeah yeah it's fun um so how long have you been doing CrossFit um I think this will be my fifth year I think I've been doing it for about five and a half years um for the first like year I was just doing it to get better uh for basketball I used to play basketball in high school um, and then about like a year to a year and a half in, I actually started taking it seriously and started uh, actually training with a coach and um, all that stuff. So competitively, maybe around like three and a half years, but altogether like five and a half years. Okay. Yeah, I know you're, su- I know you're super young, but for some reason I thought you were going to say you've been doing it for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish I got into it younger. It's funny. A lot of people like older than me will say like I wish I got into it so young and I was like I wish I got into it younger like you see these like these girls coming up through, like up the ranks right now and they're like 16 17 they've been doing it since they were like 10 and I'm like damn I wish I started when I was 10 but I only started when I was like 15 turning 16 so yeah yeah well I guess it's people are just getting younger because they're getting into the sport I mean if you start if you started at 10 crossfit really wasn't even a thing at that point i mean it's like really started to gain popularity but not on the level that it is now yeah absolutely how many do you know how many people competed in the open this year i am not sure i know it's different for women and men like i know there were less women that competed i want to say somewhere around I can't even throw a number out. I actually have no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Honestly, like it's, I should know. Cause like for quarterfinals, they take the top 10%. So um, it's probably somewhere around like 80, 70, 80,000. I would want to say women. Um, there's definitely more men probably reaching like the hundred thousands of, of men. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, I think we'll start there and kind of work backwards you finish 99th in the world yeah that's absolutely insane like especially for people who don't 
who haven't done the open before who don't know how competitive it is to hit the top hundred like damn yeah thank you i mean i i love to hear kind of just everything you know how you strategize workouts what it's like you know training leading up to it how it kind of differs and i'm sure the weeks kind of progress differently when you're mm-hmm. you know all in on that one Friday workout? Are you doing redos? All that stuff I'm I'm super interested in. So can we kind of break down, you know, what, yeah. what's training looking like leading into the open and kind of where you're at? Yeah, so basically um, for the open, I kind of was on a four-week cycle leading into the open. Uh, once the open started, I kind of deloaded that first week, uh, but I was still pretty much training through the open. So for a lot of the top athletes you'll kind of see like on Instagram and stuff you'll see like still training through the open like nothing's really stopping so it was kind of the same for me um I did train before like every Friday morning and then I would do the workout on Friday night so I didn't really kind of dedicate a day to a single workout um I was still getting my training in and the open workout kind of was just like my wad for the day almost um I told myself one and done this year last year I redid a couple uh but I really wanted to just like focus on training and kind of the open as important as it was um I knew that I was going to qualify for quarterfinals just because they take so many women uh so it wasn't really my main focus um I did end up redoing the last workout though but that was only because when I did it on Friday night, the first time my jump rope got like stuck in my hair, it was like a crazy mess. And I would, I just like was annoyed at the end of the workout. Cause I was like, I know that I can do so much better. And I just didn't want to end the open that way. So I was like, whatever, I'll just redo it on Sunday and then um, hopefully get a better time. But it was more of like an ego thing than anything. I was like content with how I was doing in the open and um it was funny, actually, when I kind of like first signed up for the Open, my gym, we had like a, a goal board on the wall and everyone wrote down their goals. And I kind of just threw up their like top 100 in the world because I was like, that's like pretty good. I feel like, like I can strive for that goal. That's a pretty good goal. I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think I was going to hit it. I think last year I placed somewhere in the mid 200s, maybe uh, like 270 something. And I was like, yeah, like a hundred, like that's pushing it, but hopefully like you can kind of be close to there. So when I ended up doing it, I was like, oh man, like that was, it was a real confidence boost for myself. Just coming off of an injury too. It it was a little rough kind of like gauging where my fitness was, um, especially with like pulling and gymnastics because I wasn't doing it for about like three-ish, three and a half months. So um, I definitely was not confident. So seeing that really like helped me and pretty much lit a fire under me again um, going into quarters. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's really cool that you wrote it down and then it ended up just happening kind of by chance. Yeah. Yeah. It was was great. It really was like, because sometimes, you know, you're in the gym all the time and you just like, like why – like, what's your why? You hear a lot of people say that. And, you know, sometimes when you have, like, long training days and everything, your body hurts and you're just like, like, why am I doing this? And it's, like, very validating and, like, a great feeling when, like, you're like, all right, my hard work is paying off. Like, even seeing – I know, like, my 
open performance from 2020 to 2000, uh, 2021 was like drastic. I think I was like in the top thousand in 2020. And then 2021, I was like 200th in the world. And I was like, I don't know if I can like do that again. Like, I don't know if I can go lower, especially in the open. You know, you always hear there's like an open athlete. There's like specific workouts that the open pretty much programs and less skill-based, more kind of just gritty, like how, how bad do you want it? And how like bad are you going to go into the pain cave almost? And um, so I was like, I don't know if I can do much better than I did last year. So I was really proud of myself for hitting my goal top 100. Yeah. That's awesome. What's yeah. your, what's your thoughts on redoing the workouts? Like, have you found when you did them before, did you usually do better? Is it like, is it more of a strategy thing or is it just, you need to feel it one time through and then, and then you can kind of gauge how you want to go at it the next time? Yeah. So I definitely think it depends on the workout. Um, like for week two in the open, it was deadlifts from bar face and burpees. I feel like a lot of people kind of saw the workout and they went out hot and then they died and didn't end up finishing. So I feel like, um, if I was to do that one and I went out hot and I was like, damn, I know I went out hot. I got to redo it, go out slower. And I know I can like do better. Um, I think that's when like a redo is definitely worth it. Or if you know, like you take your video and you see like, all right, I rested way too much here. Like I can cut some rest off, um, stuff like that, I think. But honestly, um, I think your body's capable of what it's doing. And especially if you do it on the, fir the first try, your body's feeling good and you don't really, you don't do as well as you expected. I think unless you have like specific things that you know you can do to shave time off or get some more reps in, like that's when a redo is worth it. Um, but if you're kind of just like, oh, well, I'm not happy with my score, but I want to redo it. It's like your body's capable of what your body's capable of doing. And you might get like a couple more seconds or a couple more reps, but it's not going to be like huge as to where like, you're like, yeah, that was worth it almost like that pain again was worth like the two seconds that I did better, you know? Yeah. Sometimes when I see people who are just everyday CrossFitters who are just doing it, you know, three or four times a week redoing open workouts. And I'm like, what are you doing? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I mean, I know a couple people at my gym, like, um, we had a Friday night life. So on Friday they did the workout scaled cause they didn't think they would do that great. And then on Sunday, they did the workout RF. So like if you're that type of athlete where you, something's challenging for you and you're like, well, I, I just want to get through the work and do it scaled. And then you're like, all right, let me just like try out the RF. I like that makes sense to me. Um, but if you like can do the RF and it's just like a little bit too much for you, honestly, the redo, I don't see it being that worth it. How much do you strategize leading into a workout? Like, are you talking with your coach on, hey, for round one, two, and three, we're going to do this? And, you know, what's what's that conversation look like? Yeah, so I leave that all in the hands of my coach. He knows me so well. And so for each workout, um, he literally wrote out on a piece of paper, like, my pacing and my times. 
so like for the burpee deadlift workout he was like you need to be done with this round like i had i think it's 20 rounds i had 20 rounds of time kind of like written out on a piece of paper and um I wrote it down for my judge and I was like, make sure I'm here, 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 here at this time. Like I was just trying to keep on pace. So I am personally not the best strategizer. I tend to just go out hot and try to do everything unbroken. <laughs> like how I am as an athlete. So I, my coach definitely like holds me back and she's like, all right, calm down. We need to do this. Um, so he, like, I leave it all in his hands and I just trust him and I'm like, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, so yeah, that's all, that's all him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just super interested in just like, what, what are the people who are finishing, you know, top hundred, top couple hundred in the world? What are they doing that the average people aren't doing? Like, is it, is it a strategy game or is it, I mean, even so 22.3, I told my girlfriend that people were doing it in four or five minutes and she was like, she didn't even believe me. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think, what do you think separates you guys from the rest of the pack? Um, so I think experience, uh, has a lot to do with it, especially experience in the open. There are kind of just like little things, um, that if you know how to kind of do the open well it definitely helps like knowing where to set things up and transitioning also is huge and then i honestly just think like training and nutrition um a lot of us that are kind of in the top 100 right we're in the gym for like four to five ish hours every day um on training days at least and that's on the low end i know athletes that are in the gym for eight hours a day training um which is mind blowing to me. Um, and then, so like just training our, like the capacity, everything that we do. Um, and then also just like nutrition, I feel like is huge. I know a lot of people um, in my gym, they kind of ask me the same question. And it's huge how, if you don't feel your body, how much um, harder it is to perform well. And a lot of people, I feel like they kind of like don't want to, especially during the open, you know, nerves are high. They don't want to eat before the workout. They're like, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I'm like just downing a bunch of carbs because I'm like making pancakes before the workout. Cause I know like, I need that energy. I need that fuel. Um, and then like just the timing of it too is, is pretty huge. And just making sure like every single day that you're eating enough and like a little goes a long way. And, uh, so yeah, I think that those things are really, really important. Do you work with somebody for nutrition? Um, I used to. I've been pretty much doing my own thing. Kind of once I worked with someone, I kind of was able to like gauge on what I knew my body kind of worked off of best. And I've just been like playing. I play around with it sometimes too. I know my maintenance macros and my maintenance calories. Um, and I'll weigh myself like almost every day to make sure that I'm still like not dropping a bunch of weight. Cause that's something I struggle with, um, because I want to get stronger. So I don't want to keep losing weight. So I don't really cut at all. I'm either maintenance or bulking pretty much. Um, <clears throat> but I'll just kind of play with my numbers myself. And if I'm feeling like tired and 
sluggish, I'll know like I need more carbs and then definitely like more fat, especially because I'm a female. I feel like a lot of females don't really appreciate fat that much, but it's huge for us and like our hormones. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, anybody who hasn't worked with, worked with somebody for nutrition, I mean, at, at like at some point you're like wow I need a I need a PT I need a nutrition coach I need a CrossFit coach I need a weightlifting coach it like it gets insane but but I think it really is valuable to to work with a bunch of different coaches mm-hmm. um yeah maybe you know and at this point you probably know what works best for your body but I'm sure it was a good experience to work with somebody and kind of you know, hearing different things, you might hear it from a friend or you might read it yourself. But when you hear it from somebody who's coaching you, you're like, oh, a little bit more, more likely to actually follow through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I kind of wanted you to give away like a secret that, hey, this (laughs) is what this is what the top people are doing. But I mean, we know this stuff like it's the boring, it's the nutrition, it's the sleep, it's um you know, all that, the training, do you, you know, do you focus? I know you said you split your sessions up in between like a strength and a Metcon. Are you doing, you know, small muscle groups too? Are you, you know, doing the crossover symmetry, stuff like that? Is that stuff that you have to work into your routine as well? Yeah, absolutely. So my coach, he'll always give me like the crossover symmetry and my warm up. So I pretty much do that. And then, um, my strength session always has accessories in it. So I'll always be doing accessory work. Um, I do a lot of like posterior chain back and core. Uh, my coach is like very adamant on doing that uh, a lot. So that's something that I really focus on uh, during my strength sessions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the like the evolution when, people I guess saw Rich Froning's documentary people just thought that you could train all day mm-hmm. and like you didn't have to eat you can just train five six seven hours a day but I feel like it's coming down more to where people are spending less time in the gym you said you're around three or four hours every day yeah um three or four hours like five if I'm like in heavy volume training but um my coach kind of has the mentality of like less is more, especially because I'm in college. I work, I have a lot of other things going on. So at that point, it's like how much is too much for me. And I don't want to burn out. Um, so I feel like he's kind of gotten me to a place where I get just enough in uh, to where I'm progressing at the level that I need to progress at to stay in the top but I'm not overtraining or um, burning out or anything like that. Do you have a plan in place? Like this year I want to make it to the games or is it just kind of see where you go every year? See if you can just keep Um, improving. Yeah. So this year my goal um, is the semifinal. I qualified for one last year as an individual, but uh, ended up going team. So that's pretty much my goal for right now. Um, I would love, sit here and say that I my goal is the games this year uh I just don't think I'm there yet I think if I had another year under my belt I could be at the game um but this year like last year I kind of qualified for semifinal by the skin of my teeth I think I was like in 112 and they took 120 so my goal is to just 
be top 15 quarters, know that like I can hang with the big girls um, and then go to a semi and just give it my all. And if I end up qualifying for the games this year, that would be amazing. But if I don't, um, I know that I'll be able to just go um, back next year and give it another run. Yeah. I, I have to keep reminding myself too that like I'm young to, for the sport. Um, Cause in the past I've put a lot of pressure on myself to be kind of progressing faster. Um, but I just need to remember that I'm young. I have time. There are girls that I'm like competing against that are like 28, 29. Like I haven't even reached, I'm not even close to my peak yet. Um, so I'm just, that's one thing I'm working on this season, like being patient, giving my, my all, but being patient and just like taking the experience for what it's worth for sure. Yeah. I mean, is there anything like you, you do specifically to just kind of remind yourself to have fun? Um, I think so definitely having training partners, that's like huge for me. Um, I am in the gym a lot by myself, but when I have my training partners with me, like that just makes it so much fun. And there will be days where I like will write little motivational quotes on the board and I'll be like, focus on this, like keep looking at this. If you want to quit, go home. Like this is what you need to focus on. Um, and then there will be days where I'm just like, all right, this, this workout looks really fun. We're just going to have fun with it and still give it like try your best but have fun. Don't put as much pressure on you as you would normally. Cause I do put a lot of pressure on myself in the gym. Um, and for a while I would like, if I had a bad training session, it would like ruin my day. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like you have other things to worry about, like go in, give it your all. If you have a bad training session, it's okay. Brush it off, go back, crush your next piece. And that's definitely helped a lot. Have you had a moment where you're like, kind of, you know, a I made it moment, like seeing your name? I, I know uh, I was kind of looking around on the leaderboard and I saw you beat uh, Katrin David's daughter in the open. Like, ha has it kind of hit you that that you're close or or even there? Like you could be, you know, at the games at this point um, this year or next year. But like, have you had that moment where it's like, OK, I belong here? Yeah, definitely. Um when I saw my name in the top 100, I was like, that's awesome. Like I, I deserve to be there. I work as hard as everyone else and like, I'm slowly making it. And I had, I kind of had the same reaction too, um, at the fitness experience when I was, uh, when I came in second there, just because, you know, like I said, coming off of an injury, I really, my expectations for that competition were very low. I kind of just went, to have fun and get the experience and I shocked myself like a lot by ending up on the podium by the end of the weekend and my coach said to me he was like you have to trust your baseline fitness like you are fit and it doesn't matter what anyone throws at you like you will be fine even if you're injured or even if you get something that you're not confident um so that was a moment too, where I was kind of just like, holy crap, like, all right, be more confident in yourself because like you're standing next to Kelsey Keel, who is 
a games athlete and has been in this sport. Like I used to look up to her. I was like her biggest fan. And now I'm standing next to her, like on the podium. So I think that was like a big, a really, really big moment for me too. Yeah. I loved reading your, um, you know, your explanation of the competition. I think that's cool. A lot of times, you know, you just see the highlights on, on Instagram. So it was cool to kind of get your thoughts out there, like how the weekend went. Do you want to kind of get into that? Like everything that led into that competition and why it did end up becoming special by the end of the weekend? Yeah. Um, so that competition was funny. I, uh, I had qualified for it through Commonwealth championship, which is, a uh, kind of like a local ish competition, uh, in Pennsylvania. And, that was like a three day weekend competition. Um, and the top spot got a qualifying spot to the fittest experience. Um, and I was so proud of getting that spot. It was like all I wanted. Cause I knew at the fittest experience, I was going to go up against a lot of really good athletes. And I really just wanted to get that experience, go to Texas, like see where I was at. Um, cause I haven't really traveled a lot, uh, to go compete. It was mostly just like local competitions. So once I had gotten that qualifying spot, I was like fully ready to prep for the competition, train super hard. And then I ended up hurting my shoulder, I think like maybe a month after qualifying. And that was in November. And I had until the end of January to kind of like get it back to normal. And with the way it was kind of feeling, during training, I didn't think that I was going to have any shot of competing. Like I booked my plane ticket a week before the competition because I did not think I, I, I was like, there's no way because at the time I couldn't snatch. I couldn't do handstand pushups. I couldn't really do any kipping gymnastics. Um, so I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to avoid those movements in this competition. And then they started releasing the workouts. And they released like a 3K row for time. And I was like, all right, I can do that. Then they released a uh, D-ball run. And I was like, I can do that too. And then they ended up releasing the strength event, which was a, a thruster ladder. And thrusters were the one movement that didn't bother my shoulder as much as like anything else. So I was like, well, crap. All right, I can do three of these events. And there's only two more that they have to announce. So they ended up announcing the fourth one and it was like a bunch of gymnastics and I was like I don't know but I can do three out of the four and if I don't end up going I'm gonna end up regretting it more than I would if I go so I like texted my mom I was like mom I want to go it was like a week out I'm texting my coach he's like are you serious like he wasn't even prepping me for a competition at this point anymore I was kind of just like in training doing what I could with my shoulder changing my programming like every single day going based off of feel um and so I was like I'm just gonna go and I was like I'm not gonna do anything to get any more injured so if I'm feeling if I go out there and it hurts like I'll stop but I just want to go and experience the entire competition so when we got there um didn't know the final I just knew the four events and so I was, I was nervous. And like I said, I had no expectations. I was honestly, like I, I told my friend Carly, she had come with me. I was like, I'm just trying not to get last. Like that's my goal for this weekend. I want to go have fun and I just don't want to get last. And so um, the weekend started and, oh, the, uh, the first event hadn't been announced either. 
So I was very, very nervous uh, for the Friday Night Lights event because I didn't know what was what they were going to announce. And they ended up announcing handstand walking and D-ball runs and double unders. And I was like, awesome. Like, I can do all those movements. And that night, I was like, this is actually a really good workout for me, too. Like, I could probably do well. So once I did that workout and I placed, I think I got second in that workout. I was like, wow, okay. That's a great start. Like, I didn't expect to start off this well. Um, and then leading into the next day of competition, we had the thruster ladder and the deep ball run event. And I knew the thruster ladder, like it wasn't going to be a great event for me because I'm not as strong compared to the rest of the field. But I was like, this would be my damage control event anyways, regardless of an injury or not. Um, which it was, so that was fine. But I was just proud of doing the thrusters and not having any pain. Um, and then we had the D ball run event and I ended up doing pretty well in that event too. I think I took third. And at the end of that day, I think I was sitting in second or third. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. Um, I did not expect this at all. Um, and then on Sunday, the first event was the gymnastics event. And I was very, very nervous because I knew my shoulder, it was, the pain wasn't terrible, but it definitely was not the best feeling in the world. Um, and I had to wear a weight vest too. So not only was I testing my pulling capacity in this workout, cause there was pull-ups, chest to bar and bar muscle ups, but I had a weight vest on too. And I was like, this is not going to end well. Like regardless of pain, my, my pull is just like my gymnastics are just not there right now. Um, cause I hadn't been doing them for like three months. And so I just went out there. I guess my adrenaline was like pumping and there were also overhead squats in this workout, which was very nerve wracking for me. Cause that was probably one of the most painful movements that I could have done overhead squats that like external rotation for my shoulder. Um, but I guess my adrenaline was pumping like a lot cause I didn't really feel anything on the pull-up bar. So that was awesome. But uh, once I got to the overhead squats, they were a little painful. And I remember looking up and seeing my mom and Carly. And I could see on Carly's face, she was very worried for me. Very nervous because she was like, please just don't hurt yourself even more. Like I'd spent all those months rehabbing it to the point where it was okay. Uh, not great, but okay. And she was like, do not send yourself like backwards by doing anything stupid out on the competition floor because I know you will I know you as an athlete you'll do whatever you need to do it's like just don't be stupid please um and so I got through that event um I, I I did like relatively well like maybe a fourth or fifth place um so I was like super happy with that uh and then they announced the final and it was every single movement that I pretty much couldn't do without like a lot of pain. So I remember seeing the final and it was like a bike sprint into snatches at 155, toe to bar and ring muscle ups. And I had not snatched, leading up to that, I had not snatched over 125 without like terrible pain in my shoulder. So I was like, how am I about to snatch 155 right now? 
and I definitely couldn't squat it. So I had the power and I was like, not going to end well. And I pretty much like was just, I'd like mentally was like, had kind of given up at that point. And I was like, all right. Like it was fun being on the top while you were there. Cause I think I was sitting in second at that, at that point too. And I was like, it was fun while it lasted, but like this event is not going to go well for you. Um, I think luckily like the snatch was very heavy for a lot of girls out there. So um, that really, really helped. And for the girls that it wasn't that heavy for, they were low enough on the leaderboard to where I could afford not the best finish and still um, do well overall. So I was just like super happy. I think I got eight snatches at 155 and like, I had a little bit of pain, but not that much. But that was probably my biggest win of the entire weekend because I didn't think that I was able to even come close to snatching that. Um, and once that event was over, I was like, the relief I felt was like insane. And I was just so happy and more proud of myself that I made it through the entire weekend without like making my injury even worse. Um, and then I didn't, at that point, I didn't even care where I was on the leaderboard. I honestly thought I had dropped like off the podium spot because of my placing. I, I was just like so happy. I remember like hugging Carly and like crying because I was just like relieved, happy, happy was over, but like proud of myself. And yeah, it was a great feeling overall to just kind of like get through the weekend. And then once I found out that I actually stayed on the podium, like I was, I was so, I knew that I wanted it and I was just so proud of myself. It was like, it was a great feeling to be able to like go into it, not being a hundred percent and still being able to kind of hold my own against people that, you know, I, I looked up to like Kelsey Keels, uh, Taylor Reber, Leah Irons. Like these are all girls that, I saw at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, like crushing the individual field and to like, kind of like stand next to them on the floor and stand next to them on the podium. It was just like, it was amazing. It was a great feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. I say it all the time too. Like those, those competitions that you have low expectations for sometimes end up being the best ones. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they end up being the worst ones too, but, <laughs> but you know, if you just don't have that, and like you said, you usually put a lot of pressure on yourself. So maybe, mm -hmm. you know, not having that pressure that you would have had if you had trained well leading into it, maybe you wouldn't have done as well just because you expected yourself to do better. Yeah, totally. And I tried not to look at the leaderboard all weekend. I tried not to know like what was going on. Um, because I knew I had a, a pretty big following back here at home at my gym. A lot of people were following me throughout the weekend. And I just didn't want to know where I was because I, I didn't want to let anyone down. Like if I was like doing well or not, I just didn't want to let anyone down. So when I found out that I think because I went on Instagram um, on Sunday morning right before the final and my gym had posted like, good luck to our girl sitting in second. I was like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to see that because then I just didn't want to let them down. And I wanted to like make everyone in my gym proud. And so, yeah. How do you approach, I, I know CrossFit, like there's so many different things to be good at. So 
inevitably you're going to have a bad event or something that you're just not good at. Is it hard mentally to go into a workout injured or not, but Hey, this is outside of my wheelhouse. I'm probably not going to do well in this workout compared to everybody else. Is that a tough thing to do when you're going into an event like that? Um, yes. Yeah, it is. I was just going to say yes and no, but it definitely is because I mean, for me, at least, like, I train strength a lot, like I said before. And unfortunately, just um, I feel like kind of my, like, like size of my body, like, I'm never going to be as strong as someone that kind of has, like, a bigger frame as me. Um, So it's kind of hard being like, well, I know that I made a lot of progress in this movement, um, but it's still not good enough to be, like, better than – someone else are better uh, good enough to kind of like hang in the middle of the pack almost so that's a little frustrating um but honestly it's more motivating to kind of be like all right well now like you had your kind of like um you had your one event you had your uh what's it called? um you're kind of like event to not do so well in now you have to do well in every other event and like crush the other events just so you can kind of like come back on the leaderboard yeah it's i mean it's it's so much different than weightlifting because and especially crossfit like sometimes you don't know what you're doing you might get there and they tell you what the workout is you had no idea to prep for it so it's like hey if your max deadlift is 300 pounds and they're like hey in this workout it's 315 or 330 you're like oh well shit Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i've never done that before Mm -hmm. yeah so i i'd imagine that'd be tough mentally yeah yeah and I mean like with the competition with the competition too like the atmosphere is crazy so you just like kind of run off of adrenaline and like all the cheers and everything it just makes you see a lot of people PR in competitions because just with like the energy and everything um it's insane so that's like one of the perks even if it even if it's not your best event usually you'll come out of it happy because you either PR or do something that you didn't even think you could do, um, even if it wasn't the best on the leaderboard. That's another thing I was going to ask. How do you manage throughout the weekend? So you're doing five, sometimes six workouts. How do you manage the adrenaline? Because you don't want it to peak on the first day and then you know be down for the next two days. It's really tough if you're if you're getting so high and you're caffeinated up on day one, and then it's like, hey, you have, you have three more workouts tomorrow to do. So how do you manage that? Um, so just like, I'm not a huge, um, like caffeine person before workouts actually like will make my heart rate go insanely high and I'll end up dying in a workout. Um, so I actually don't like, I I actually, I drink coffee every single morning, but when I do competitions, I tend to not drink as much caffeine just because I know that, um, my natural adrenaline is just going to be pumping so much on the competition floor. Um, and then, like I said before, I think it just has to do with making sure that you're fueled and a lot, making sure that you're eating enough. Cause I know for competitions as well, like eating is, is it's hard to do because, because you have all that adrenaline, like you're not hungry and all you want to do is kind of just like work out and then chill. But a lot of people don't really take advantage of eating in between events. And, um, I know I struggled with that for a while. Um, but yeah, just making sure that you're eating enough, getting enough sleep, 
and just kind of like for me not taking any stimulants just because that will kind of put me over the edge. What do you eat in between events? Uh, so I try to do just like pretty much just carbs. So um, like go-go squeezes, like applesauce, um, fruit bars. Sometimes I'll have a protein bar, um, like pancakes or anything like that. Like some carbs that will kind of like fill me up, but nothing that has like too much protein. It's like hard to digest because usually you'll have like an hour and a half to two hours in between events. It's like not long enough. Um to eat like a full meal at least for me some i know some people do like chicken and rice i i can't do that it's like way too much food for me in between events but i just like pretty much all carbs yeah i know i was talking to max about that and he was saying he eats uncrustables yeah in, be yep. in between and at night because you just have to slam calories at that mm -hmm. point like and competing is not the healthiest thing you can do <laughs> Yeah, like that that weekend usually ends up I mean, anytime you compete at something, it's uh, a lot of nerves. But also, yeah, you're not on your normal routine. It's really hard to to wind down if if you're trying to get eight or nine hours of sleep. It's probably not going to happen after you just PR'd your snatch at nine o'clock yeah. on Friday night. <laughs> Absolutely. And like for me too, a bowl of cereal before bed is always like a must just to get easy carbs in. And then I'll always like I'll always take melatonin when I'm when I'm training because like that energy that adrenaline especially the night before like the first day of competition so oh, your nerves are always like super super high so I always make sure to take melatonin so I like knock out and then feel good in the morning. Did you wait till after you were done competing for Terry Blacks or did you have that? Um, did you have that in the middle? Yeah, no, that was after. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> you probably would to... you probably wouldn't have felt great the next day, but it it no. would be worth it though. Yeah, oh absolutely. I tried to stick to um like I know personally, like I can't do like heavily fatty foods. That would just kind of like make me feel sick. So I tried to stick to like basic like protein, carbs and like a vegetable pretty much. Yeah, like it's just stuff that's easy to digest, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's it's always interesting cuz I I think people expect the the top competitors to be these healthy people and even mm -hmm. to hear Matt Fraser talk about eating Snickers and drinking Cokes in the middle of the competition. It's like, "Hey, the, these are not the healthiest people when they're at the top." Like, I mean, anything is going to be sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember one year I went to the Granite Games and I was just literally drinking maple syrup one night <laughs> to get carbs in because I was like, I need to get more in me right now. And I just need like pure sugar to kind of help my body recover. And it's crazy. Like you will not meet anyone else that drinks maple syrup. Like here I am <laughs> in a competition. So the things you do sometimes like <laughs> yeah whatever it takes well so last year you said you competed on a team and this year you're individual what's you know what's the difference been like is it tough to go from you have three other people relying on you to everything's on you now has that been a tough transition yeah so I've always been more of an individual athlete um I like relying on myself I don't really like relying on anyone else um so I've always been more into indie 
And the big reason why I did team last year was because honestly, I didn't think that I was uh, fit enough to do indie, um, especially to get to a semifinal. So I was like, you know, I'll just kind of go team and we'll definitely qualify for a semifinal as a team. So my season will be longer. I'll get the experience and it will be great. Um, Then when I found out that I qualified for a semi as an individual, I was like a little bit, I was like, oh man, like could have gone indie this year. Um, But last year when, after the team season was over, I was like, I know that this is what I have to do. And um, I have to go individual. And that's why this open season two was uh, really special to me as well, because, you know, coming off of a team, I was like, am I good enough to go individual? Like, should I stay on the team or can I really make a go as an individual and coming in the top 100 in the world really like solidified, like you made the right decision. Don't second guess yourself. Like you're, you're going to be fine as an individual and, I know that I'll be much more satisfied and fulfilled if I have, if I make it to a semi and uh, compete as an individual there um, as if I was to go on a team. I, I loved teams so much. It was so much fun, but um, I'm like so much more competitive when it's just myself. How much did you guys actually train together? before you know this semifinals like were you guys together all the time or is it you know because I didn't they used to where you could just have four random people on a team and it was just you didn't have to you could live in different states and didn't really have to train together is it like that now still uh no so when they did I think that was 2019 where they kind of called it like the super team they like took athletes from all over the world put them together and then they ended up qualifying for the game. Um, and then last year, they kind of wanted to focus more on the affiliate cup and like really on affiliates. So they made it, you had to live within a hundred miles of each other and you had to do primary, like primarily all your training at the gym that you sign up under on. Um, so my friend and I, uh, we lived in Long Island. We actually moved to Jersey to be on the team with our two guys um we're still like an hour away from them so we trained every single weekend with them they would come to us one day we would go to them and then that was kind of when we first met them but as um it got closer to the semifinal season we ended up pretty much seeing them almost every day we would go see them they would come see us as like back and forth um and we would try and train every single day together oh that's really cool yeah, it doesn't really seem fair if it's just four people who don't even really know each other. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely very different, too. I know a lot of athletes in 2019, um, individual athletes that you've seen at the games, they all went team and just kind of made these super teams. Um, and it was definitely uh, probably more fun for kind of like the spectators but it kind of left the individual field uh, lacking, I feel like, a little bit. Do you, like, when you go to a competition, what do you like watching better? Because sometimes for me, like, I've seen a little bit of the team events, and sometimes it gets just chaotic. There's a lot of things going on, especially when you have four people. Do you like watching teams better, or do you like just watching the individual? So when I was on a 
team, I really liked watching teams. Um, but before that, I wasn't really, I didn't really watch teams as much because I agree. I feel like it's a lot going on. A lot of things get lost um, in the team aspect of things. Um, so I've always been more into watching individuals and really because I was always an individual athlete leading up to that point. So like, I would always like to watch how they were doing and, you know, how, how they were moving, how they were doing workouts. And I knew a couple individual athletes as well that I would follow. So, you know, watching them, like I would always try to watch them. I never really was like a team fan um, until I became part of a team. And then, you know, I was trying to like watch people like, cause they were a competition. So I was like starting to watch teams more, but I definitely enjoy watching individual more for sure. Did you guys do better than you expect? I think you finished what seventh at the Mac, which was, which was awesome. Like, was that your expectation going in? Um, so when we first met, no. When we first met, we were kind of like, hey, guys, look, let's just do this thing together and see what happens. I think once we um, did quarterfinals and we saw how well we placed in quarters, we definitely wanted to make a run for it at that point. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like if we had got placed at any other semi, we we might have gone to the games, um, just with the way things were seated and everything. Um, but we definitely were going into that weekend like ready to ready to get a spot to the games. We were very motivated, and we all had like fires under us that we were like, we're going to the games. Like that's it. Like we had we got this in the bag. Like we're just gonna give it our all and see what happens. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, as like sucky as it was that we didn't make it going and competing against, you know, Rich Froning and the Mayhem team, like we were like standing next to them, like competing against them. Like that was huge for us. And even like training Think Tank, CrossFit West Chase, like those are all really big names that we got to, you know, go out there and like compete against. So it was a great experience. I follow Connor on Instagram, so I could definitely see how you guys could be fired up. I feel like he, he's he's one of the most motivating people I've ever seen. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny, his Instagram. Because I'm like, it's funny, like, I'm not a very motivated person. And mm. I see some people who are, who are just training all the time. I'm like, these people are crazy. But I think it's awesome. Like, I do think it's awesome. Um, you know, if that inspires people to get off the couch. Especially, like, I mean you the the top 100 in the world is not attainable to a lot of people but mm -hmm. you know getting to the gym five days a week that's attainable to somebody who any you know anyone listening who um they don't have to do what you do like some people might hear hey you're in the gym five hours a day I never want to do that that's crazy and that's fine but I mean that's going to not going to be 99 percent of people but that's also why you're where you're at Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I mean even with this open that just happened I I'm a coach at our gym and um it was just awesome kind of seeing everyone's goals and like even just like little wins for people I know one uh woman at my gym she her goal was to just rx all the workouts and like that's huge that's that's a great goal because most people can't rx all the workouts and um it's challenging for a lot of people so I think a lot of people kind of get lost in 
like kind of focusing on the little wins of every day and even just like getting into the gym, especially like if you do do CrossFit, just to kind of get like an hour of fitness in finding time with busy schedules, hectic lives, like finding time to just go to the gym and like get your me time. Like that's huge. And I feel like a lot of people take that for granted. And I'm just lucky that I love it so much and have the time to dedicate towards it. Um, But yeah. I know you said you don't have like a, you know, long-term plan, but do you, have you ever thought about like what kind of training looks like 10, 15 years from now? Like when you, when your body can't handle five hours a day, have you even thought about that? Um, so I definitely know I'm going to go until I can't go anymore. Um, but I don't know. I, I definitely don't ever see myself stopping CrossFit. Um, once I stop being so competitive in it, I definitely think I'll just, you know, be one of those people that goes and takes class every day. Cause I love taking class so much. Like it is so much fun um getting to just be with the members and get to work out with them um so I definitely see myself doing that and I always joke around like I'll be at the games for the 60 plus division (laughs) so I definitely plan on like um continuing as long as my body allows me um but I definitely know that's that's a long ways away and I kind of just take it like day by day yeah, I mean that's an awesome mindset to have. Like, it, you know, not looking too far into the future, but also, like you said, you're you're still young. You have you have a lot of good years of competing ahead of you. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I am definitely a fan. Um, you have quarterfinals coming up next week, so yeah, I'll definitely be checking the leaderboard. Where can people uh, follow you on Instagram if they want to see how you're doing? Yeah. So uh, my Instagram is Calista underscore CrossFit. Um, I basically just like, I'll post stuff every single day on there. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. As always, Callista's social media will be linked up in the show notes. And if you guys want to give me a follow, it's at better than yesterday pod. If you want to support this podcast a little bit further, there's a couple ways you can do it on Spotify. Now there is a feature where you can give a five-star rating. So if you guys like the show, give it five stars on Spotify. If you're listening over there or rate and review on Apple. If you want to support our sponsor, richmondweightlifting.com, you can head there. I do have a discount code, BTY10. If you have any wrist issues, weightlifting, CrossFit, anything like that, push-ups, anything that affects the wrist, these are the best wraps in the game. So you can head there, richmondweightlifting.com, use my code, BTY10. You'll save a little bit of money and help support the show. So thank you guys, as always, for supporting. Appreciate all of you, and I will talk to you next week.